Couch vs. Tar Heel Talk, the podcast where lifelong friends AJ, Patrick, and Tap come together to unpack the thrilling rivalry between University of North Carolina and NC State football teams. Us three high school pals share a deep bond, but when it comes to game day, their loyalties are divided and the banter is fierce. Join us as we explore our perspectives on each team's seasons, have a few laughs, and take shots at each other each other's respective manhoods leading up to the annual Thanksgiving weekend showdown between the two rivals here on the pod. We have AJ Tapp, myself, all three of us graduated from our respective institutions in 2022. AJ and I graduated from UNC and Tapp graduated from the school down the road that wears red. Welcome boys. (laughs) Tapp, you excited Um, for next Thursday, man? Yeah, I can't wait. Football's been <laughs> football's been way too long coming. Got an What's absolute up? thriller. Seven days away. Down. <laughs> go, go ahead and lock NC State minus fifteen. I got it at sixteen and a half. So. You know what conference UConn is in? Uh, basketball Big <laughs> East. Big East. No, think think ECU. American. Wow. Damn. We should kick their ass. You're not doing your research. <laughs> All right. You can win. This will be a dub anyway. We'll, uh, we'll hop right into it, boys. We'll be talking Tar Heel football, NC State football, um, preseason expectations. We'll do some coaching changes, some impact transfers, some impact freshmen. We'll get into a little bit of our depth chart breakdowns, um, some – what we're confident in, what we're not confident in. Then we'll do some season outlook and predictions. Um, and then we'll end it up with our sleeper sleeper breakout players. And we might throw some uh, some bets around for the first week of action. Um, but without further ado, let's get into our changes. So obviously our offensive coordinator last year went to uh uh mm. where'd he go? Wow, this guy did not do his freaking crap. <laughs> First time podcaster. Well It'll we got new coordinator and that's that's the only name you need to know. Robert and I. Um previously Robert it's who? Robert and how you, I. How do you spell that last name? A N N A E. He's a dog. He was at Syracuse last year. Before that, he's been at Virginia for the past four years. And guess who he brought with him? Our starting quarterback, the one and only Brendan Armstrong. But I guess he is not booty. He's probably my favorite ginger. <laughs> um, but Robert and I. He's really smart, dude, I'd say. He likes to switch things up on offense, and our offense the past couple of years have been pretty stagnant, I'd say. Um, Short Merchant uh, Leary. That's what I like to call him. What did you say there? Short Merchant Leary. Yeah. Yep. Short Pass Merchant. 
Shout out to uh, Young Pierre on Twitter for that one. <laughs> hey, um, you don't but... listen, Young Pierre. <laughs> I do not listen to Young Pierre. Some things you need to know. Hey, listen to me, damn it. Some things we need to know about uh, Robert and I. He likes to run two running back sets, which is going to help a lot because our running back room has been a little tight the past couple of years. We can't, we haven't had a game over 100, and I can't tell you how long. So, looking forward to that for sure. Um, he's also not afraid to throw the ball. I'm going to be very surprised if Brendan Armstrong throws less than 10 interceptions this year because we're going to be slinging that thing. You know, we're going to be slinging that thing on is UNC's booty defense. <laughs> but along Robert and I, Robert and I brought in uh, Garrett 2J and did not ask me how to say that last name or spell that last name because but he is our uh, new offensive line coach. He's a pretty outgoing dude, I'd say. I watched a video on him the other day. He likes to get after the players, and our, I'm pretty excited to see our offensive line. Um, they only have one returning starter, but we'll see how it goes. Need them to show up this year for sure. Is now, that all you have uh, coaching change-wise is your OC? OC and offensive line coach. Offensive line. I think the offensive line was historically good. I mean, we have – the past couple of years, we've had like five people go into the NFL. Garrett Bradbury um, is the one that comes to the top of my head. But, yeah, he's pretty good. Um, Where did your he, O-line coach go to? He was – the previous one, we picked him up from Virginia. He, that was part of the deal with getting Robert and I. He wanted to bring his O line coach over. So, no, where was your prior O line coach? Did they all fire him, or did he get another job somewhere? Yeah, fired. Yeah, gotcha. And we also, we also signed our defensive coordinator Tony Gibson, aka future head coach of the Wolfpack. If I'd like yeah. to say so. Um, he's from what I've heard, but he is going to be get picked up before Dorian's time's gone. Well, I think Dorian's got like two more years, brother. But you know who I want. You literally told me Dorian can stay till he wants out, like three nights ago. Yep, I was after a couple of drinks, but <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, he he's gone after his youngest son graduates. I think, which is uh, I think his youngest son's a junior at state, so probably two more years. And you know who I really want? This is way out there, but a guy, a little guy named Philip Rivers is coaching high school football down in Alabama. I'm bringing him on my way. <laughs> All right, but, yeah, let's jump into y'all's coaching changes, dude. Y'all freaking flip yeah, the yeah. uh, AJ, you want to start? Screen. You want to start yeah, with this? You going with your defense last year, Dan. Yeah, I'll jump into, um, I'll jump into the offense. Uh, Pat, you can take defense if you want. Okay. Um, obviously, we've had quite the cleaning of the house as well. We have a new OC replacing Phil Longo and an O-line coach. Um, both Longo and Big Nell left to join Fickle at Wisconsin. Um, and we've our new OC, Chip Lindsey, um, previously at Central Florida. They were a top 15 team. Um, in offense, in total offense, uh, while he was there, and he was previously a head coach at Troy. Uh, he knows the ins and outs. I'd certainly say it was a somewhat of a surprise to hire when it happened. Um, Is that who you wanted? 
Uh, I mean, no. What were some? Were y'all in the running for like uh, Garrett Riley or anything? Is that his name? His name floated around for sure, but I'd say we were pretty clueless of who we were gonna get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, Garrett Riley was definitely, obviously, <laughs> every single team in the country's number one pick to be their offensive coordinator, but he went to Clemson. That's gonna be a home run hire for them. Yeah, I'm not worried so, about it. <laughs> but luckily for Chip Lindsey, he walks into an absolute gold mine with Drake May at the helm. That guy's gonna make him look good. Um, yeah, and uh, not to mention, it was pretty, pretty cool to see that Drake May was one of like the main factors in hiring Chip yeah, Lindsey. Big recruiter for Chip. Yeah, he met with Chip, um, which is cool. Uh, or he. Sounds like they've cemented somewhat of a good relationship. Um, O-line coach, Randy Clements from North Texas. Big question mark for the Tar Heels this year. I've heard that he had hats and shirts in North Texas that said, run the damn ball, which is kind of badass. I like that. But, um, you know, we'll see what our O-line can do. Seems like they're stuck in the mud at times. They're pretty big dudes. I mean, they're not they're not slow or anything, but they're definitely not the quickest cats. I feel so. like I feel like Drake May was running for his life last year half the time, especially yeah. I mean, around. to put up as much total offense as we did a game and had an O line like that. I'd say, I'd say we can't get much worse. So it helps having Corey Gaynor being the captain of the ship back. Um, but hopefully Clemens comes through and, and that is uh you know an iron an iron front for us this year. So there you go. Um another offensive uh new coach that we also we also hired which I think is one of the best hires in the offseason is Freddie Kitchens. He's coaching our tight of NFL experience. He was a head coach at the Browns, I believe, and yeah. has been in the NFL for years and years. And funny enough, he was a offensive analyst last year at South for Carolina. See, I saw that. Yeah. Um, so he maybe would have some insights. Who knows? But either way, Freddie Kitchens joining that tight end room. There's absolutely loaded with talent. We've got Copenhaver, Nesbitt, and Morales, who all were big contributors last year. Um, and then on top of so that, really loaded. we've tasked him with the run game coordinator, which is uh, I like that because apparently he's a hard nosed, hard nosed football coach. Um, and is, then on, um, go ahead. Freddie Kitchens related to Des Kitchens by chance? Because that's our running back coach. Is, is Freddie yeah, Kitchens uh, white? Yeah, he's a white man. Um, and he, I do not <laughs> know his relations to. I don't know who his uh, who his kin is. Tap. We're not his, hey, I'm just saying we got a running back coach named Des Kitchens. Might be a brother from another mother though. <laughs> um, Freddie Kitchens' resume is so long. Yeah, it's like two pages it. long. He's been um, everywhere. We'll uh, and then so we only have um, one new hire on the defensive side of things. We. Unfortunately, had to let a UNC legend go by the name of Dre Bly. Um, just wasn't producing with a lot of talent. 
It is what it is. I think it uh, ended on. Good man, though. Good man. He was a hell of a recruiter, um, but we brought a guy by the name of Jason Jones in from Indiana who has prior experience with Charlton Warren, who is our defensive back coach. They're kind of tag teaming the cornerbacks and safeties together. Um, but he, he's got experience with him, and they've got a good relationship. So hopefully our defensive back issues will be shored up with him. Um, you expect to see a you know growth when you get a new coach coming in. So that's definitely he's a question. Got the most, he's probably got the most pressure. Our uh, our DB room was tough to watch last year. That's for sure. Um, Storm Duck. That's, uh, that's about all we got here for our coaching changes. Um, but now we can dive into some impact transfers that we're going to be able to see coming up this year. Um, I know UNC has a had a ton lost and a ton gained, so – We'll uh, snake draft it, if you will, here, and we'll go into AJ once again talking about some of our transfers. Yeah, well, since we're already on topic of defense, my favorite transfer on that side of the ball, Elijah Huzzy. He's uh, one of our only transfers, I believe, on that side of the ball that has more than one year of eligibility. I think he's got two. Um, He was... Previously at East Tennessee State, um, he was third in tackles last season on their team. He had 14 tackles in one game. I feel like that's pretty impressive for a quarterback. Yeah, that's a lot of freaking tackles. He's, uh, he's a stud. Yeah. I think it was against Samford, though. So I don't really say much. Did East Tennessee but, State play anybody good last year? Probably not. I don't know. Probably, I mean – I don't think great. It's East Tennessee State, but he's From, uh, probably going to play our our nickel position at some points this year as well. Uh, when basically we just add an extra defensive back, um, I think he's going to be great for us. Uh, apparently, reports from this off season have been saying that he's sticky to receivers. So I'm hyped to watch him play. Hopefully he's a standout for us on that side of the ball. But we got some others. If Pat, you want to jump into another defensive uh, transfer or offensive, yeah. sure. As you will. Um, just a tag team off of Elijah. Um, from what I've heard from him, is he's an NFL cornerback. He's just got that natural ability that you like to see. Um, I think there's a little learning curve coming to Power Five from East Tennessee State. So they're they're hammering that into him right now to figure out, you know, get him get him up to speed with a power five defense, but his natural raw ability is there. Um sure, and then we'll go into another guy by the name of Amari Gaynor. This guy is a six year um graduate transfer from Florida State where he's played significant snaps. He's uh he played his freshman year at um, at Florida State and played lots of snaps and gained log lot lots of tackles. I don't. He's their really? uh, career tackles leader all time. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what what went wrong for him. I guess he just wanted to go play his last year somewhere else. Um, but we battled happy. injuries last year, I think. So hopefully he gets back to his true form. But 
Why, why like is the beast? Why is he the best? I'm looking at a depth chart for y'all right now. First off, what is your jack? Well, uh, that is our our jack position is where we basically have an outside linebacker, then also be an edge rusher, which is primarily what we're going to use him for. Which is probably why he's listed as a reserve right now, is because he's got to learn that position. Yeah. yeah so he Amari. Is he's a true. Go ahead. He's a true linebacker, I believe, at FSU. And playing this jack position, you're more of an edge rusher. So is he, is it's a, a learning big... curve. Uh, so, go ahead, Pat. He, Amari is behind Kamon Rucker right now, which for one reason being Kamon Rucker apparently has had a great spring and great fall camp. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with. One of the coaches – one of the guys that the coaches have said they expect to take a big jump this year. But with that being said, on third down packages, we're going to play both of these guys. So when we're on a passing down, we're going to play Amari and Kamon because they're both incredible pass rushers, which in turn I think is going to, you know, our defense is going to be much better with two guys that are able to get to the passer. Um, but yeah, it would yeah, be nice. He's, He's exciting. He's a physical specimen, 6'3", 2, 245, just looks looks the part for sure. Yeah. Um, It'd be nice yeah, to get the quarterback this year. And uh, excited about him for sure. And then, AJ, I'll let you take over for our two transfer receivers, which is a lot to unpack. Yeah, so two transfer receivers, Tez Walker from Kent State, which is sort of a unique situation. That's in limbo right now. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. And then Nate McCollum, Georgia Tech guy. Um, some may say he's got that sort of twitchy aspect to his uh, his game, sort of like a Josh Downs quick guy. Could be receiving punts for us, which would be cool. Um, would be. Yeah, I would say he would be too. I was mad. Um, Pick up. We were supposed to get him. Y'all flipped him at the last minute. So good for y'all. Hey, we don't uh, need him. What can you expect? He's going for like three tutties against y'all. Can't wait. I hope he's a bright spot, though. I think he's got a chance to kind of take over some of those, that role that Josh Downs played and just hopefully catch a lot of volume catches um, and hopefully do something with his athleticism. Tez Walker is probably the one that every fan, every UNC fan's most excited about. And unfortunately, he's been denied eligibility by the NCAA, and we're waiting to hear what the NCAA has to say about our appeal. He is – so his situation is he went to North Carolina Central. He's a North Carolina native, and correct me, me, Pat, if I'm wrong with any of this, but he had to sit out. They they canceled their 2020 season, so he decided to transfer, transfer to Kent State, and then – after one season with Kent State, transferred to us, and two so, years with Kent State. Right. And the to preface the story, he was committed to UNC Charlotte originally. Tore his ACL his senior year. It had a it had an injury that was substantial. That wasn't. I think they pulled a scholarship, so he ended up at North Carolina Central right when COVID happened. Canceled season, so he transfers schools but without playing a snap at North Carolina Central. You can take it from there. Yeah. Um, 
So then played at Kent State, had great seasons there. I mean, this is just – he looks like an NFL receiver. He's got that package. Um, certainly, everyone's thrilled about him. He's going to be that deep ball threat, Drake Mays guy. Um, gets this waiver denied. Um, we're waiting to hear back. He's definitely in limbo right now. He's uh, he's right a week before he's named the finals for the Boletkanoff Award, best wide receiver in the country. Um, you know, you definitely feel for the kid. I mean, he's – He's been all over the place. So, he, sit, uh, he sits too. Yeah. He's got that jump ball threat. Yeah. He's, he's a big guy. 6'2", over 200, I believe. 205, he's probably. Jump, he's got jump jump ball threat and has will be the fastest receiver on our team. I mean, he took a, he took a screen pass to the house against UGA and just outran everybody. Yeah. He is, he is him. 100 percent and our ceiling our ceiling with him increases by a whole lot and without him it you know it obviously decreases it's going to be a huge decision that so what are him? is it probable or not that he's gonna be playing next year next year like this year this year, yeah, um, yeah. From what what I've heard, everybody seems to be optimistic because the case is just too, too cut and dry. It's just the thing. If you look at the case, it's just the thing, the right thing to do. Um, so the NCA changed a rule to where you have to sit out a year if you're a two-time transfer. But he, they made that rule on I think January 11th, and he committed to us on January 9th. No, oh. he has enrolled in classes on January 9th, so he was uh, at. Like he was at the university cool. prior to the rule change, which Damn. should play a factor in their decision. But as far as I know, I think the decision should come sometime next week. Um. Yeah. So that's Tez and Nate. From there, you know, that's those are going to be our impact guys. We've got four more transfers um, as well. I'll touch on just quickly. We've got Willie Lampkin, who's going to be in, and he's going to be uh, a Swiss Army knife on our O line. Went transferred from Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Um, was a beast. Was I think two time um, first team All Conference there. At, was that Sun Belt? Yeah. Um, Coastal Carolina is also where our offensive coordinator went. I remember after you said that. There you go. Little All <laughs> There we go. Um, so he, he'll be a bright spot for us. We think he's just, he's definitely undersized to play in power five. He's very under 300, um, <laughs> under 300, but apparently he, you know, he's just one of those grinders that gets it done regardless. Um, we've got a Virginia tech transfer, the DB spot, Armani Chapman, which is exciting. You get a DB from Virginia tech with their historically good defenses. We'll see how much he plays. He's been injured. Um, I think he, he's either the four or five cornerback right now to get on the field. So we'll see him. But I don't know how, how often. Um, I'm sure there we're going to have injuries and whatnot. Cornerbacks kind of rotate. So he'll be out there, and it's just a good good figure to have. We've got Derek Allen, who also transferred, playing safety. He transferred from Notre Dame, actually, in the beginning transferred to Georgia Tech, and now is at UNC. He is the older brother of our starting defensive back, Marcus Allen, alongside Elijah Huzzy. 
Um, he will, I think he'll get in the game. I mean, he's a graduate transfer. Um, it's just another depth piece that we need. He's in the rotation of the four, you know, there's four safeties that'll be be in there. He's one of them. Uh, he just won't start out the game, I don't believe. Um, and then we've got a guy by the name of Stick Lane, which is all-time name. Might be up there with Storm Duck, if you will. Her name's Ontavius. Ontavius, quote, Stick Lane. So he's hit stick. a firecracker, apparently. Just, yeah, hit, hit stick legend. Yep. Um, I, he has a, Molly vibes. He's going to have a uh, big big time learning curve because he got here. He wasn't able to get here during the summer. Finally got to fall camp, immediately injured. Um, I don't think it's anything substantial, but he probably won't build <clears throat> till the middle of the season if I had to put a timeline on it. And then finally we have a new kicker due to our kicking troubles last season that came from Cincinnati that apparently is built like a linebacker. So maybe he'll get some, get some big the hits. best kickers. Joey <laughs> Sly type kickers. <laughs> the boys. Um, Co, yeah, that's, right? That rounds out our transfers. So Tap, you can take it away. I don't know if your list is substantial as UNC's, but go ahead. I was just about to say, we don't have nearly as much turnover because we like to uh, develop players instead of just kicking them off. But um, first off, let's just go over here and start with my favorite ginger, Brendan Armstrong. Absolute rocket of arm. Also, y'all probably don't even know this. He can run the hell out of the ball. Um, he ran for That's nine. He ran for nine touchdowns in 2021. I'm basing this off of 2021 because oh. Robert and I left last year, and guess what? They're back together. Now. Recency bias here. We get it. Hey, he lost his offensive coordinator. It's going to happen sometimes. Um, if, uh, I'll just go and chime in here. Uh, since he wanted to skip the most recent season, the guy threw for seven touchdowns and 12 <laughs> interceptions last year. All right, let's talk about 2021 when he had Robert and I on the helm. Um, I will say, without without doubt, the guys the guy can sling it. I remember that season, but we'll see if he he led the country in passing yards. It's not that hard to realize. Four thousand four hundred forty nine passing yards. Yeah, we'll we'll take uh, last season's season uh, passing sure. passing yard yeah. winner Drake May. Sure. Yeah, yeah y'all are second best quarterback in the country. That's all right. Caleb Williams will run his shit any day of the week. Um, but we're just going to continue here. And let me tell you a little bit about Brendan. Uh, he's been a three years. Is his name Brennan? Is it Brendan or Brennan? <laughs> Brendan. B R E N D O. Oh, Brennan. There's no D. I wrote, I wrote it wrong. I wrote it wrong. <laughs> Come on now. He doesn't right. even know the starting quarterback's name. <laughs> hey, listen to me. He's, uh, he's been a three-year starter at Virginia. And during that time, he's only missed three games, which is also huge because last year, if y'all don't remember, we uh, played four quarterbacks. And actually, our four-string quarterback beats Drake May. So um, that's just a little side note. We don't have to talk about that. Sore subject. Yeah. Six and seven. Six and seven, seven and six, actually good. But yeah. we'll uh, continue down the list. So obviously Brendan's up there, probably number one transfer. He's me leading the show. Um, we also have to replace the number one kicker from last year, an all-time leading kicker for NC State, Chris Dunn. Absolute goat. 
literally in his NFL combine did not miss a kick. But we are replacing. I don't have a sick kicker. Yeah, he won in overtime against y'all last year. I mean, your kicker missed fly left. <laughs> well, we got a transfer. <laughs> Uh, side note, Patrick and I were standing there together. Patrick did not say a word to me after that game. We can talk about that later, though. Um, so we got a new transfer coming in, Braden Narvidson. It's a weird last name, but he is from Western Kentucky. In all accounts, he's uh, been in a little bit of competition with one of our younger guys, so we'll see what happens there. But I expect him to start. Um, then after that... We got. We really only have one notable transfer after that. We only brought in six this year. Um, Robert Kennedy was previously at Old Dominion. He is going to be playing our starting nickel spots, and he is a bolt of lightning, is what I've heard through camp, especially the fall. He only, he only got there a couple of months ago, so he's 5'10", 183, and he can hit like a freight train, so. Excited to see him. That nickel spot's really important because he's probably going to be covering your slot. So, we'll see about that. What's his name? Robert Kennedy. Um, also, y'all so, need to look up. Let me, just name, let me just name these other two real fast. He's running for president. <laughs> but, um, we also have uh, Cincinnati BN coming in, Noah Potter. Um, I don't really know what to expect from him right now. He's probably on the three deep, I'd say. He's just slow. He's been in the he's been in Cincinnati for four years. He's graduate transfer. Don't really know. What I just looked up look him looked Robert Kennedy up. In quotations is Poogie. It's Poogie Kennedy. <laughs> that's a hell of a nickname. That's what Poogie. That's his uh that's his nickname. That's his Instagram, I believe, too. I'll hey, tell you what, I don't like many state players, but I'll be a fan of Poogies. <laughs> hey, look up this guy, Dawson Jaramillo. Look him up. He has the best mullet I think I've ever seen. And he's <laughs> going to be our starting right tackle right now at the moment. He's in the competition. Jaramillo? Dawson Jaramillo. J-A-R-A-M-I-L-L-O. Nice. Uh, Absolute unit of a mullet. He's also a huge guy. He's a transfer from Oregon. He played he played uh Yeah, that guy's massive. Yeah, he's huge. He played a couple snaps. Also I'm I'm gonna uh, wish him happy birthday. birthday. He might listen to this. <laughs> his birthday was uh two days ago, so and then Dawson. Happy birthday, man. Yeah, brother. Um after that we got a little Clemson wide receiver switching Switching up on him, Dakari no Collins, six foot five, two eleven. He is an absolute Holy unit, shit. but apparently he has been struggling in camp, creating separation. I don't know what to expect from him this year, but so I could see him getting in the rotation later on as he develops a little bit. But he's still got a couple of years in the program, so we're excited about him in the future. Um, I'm trying to cut his hair. Yeah, he's got a little little buzz going right now. Little little rocking double earrings, if you know what I mean. Really? Yep. You gotta do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. He's he's rocking and rolling out there. If you're him, Pat, Pat you do what you gotta do when you're part of the wolf pack. <laughs> but it's right, Pat, you want me to keep it rolling right into? Uh, I don't think we need to name all the incoming freshmen because we both have a 
bunch, but I can yeah, let's pick one. Let's pick one freshman. How about that? Yeah, one freshman. Um, Tap you. Who, uh, who are you excited about, Tap? Who are you excited about for this season as a true freshman? I'm excited about Javante Vereen, six four, tight end out of Havelock, North Carolina. Y'all probably seen his highlights. I don't know if you have or not. Have you? Havelock produces legends. Yep. Absolute unit. They ran the a dynasty. He's also doing. What was their uh, What was their head coach's name? It was like Billy Bob or something. I can't remember. I can't. He's not there anymore, though, is he? No, I'm about to look it up because it's hilarious. Jim, I think it's Jim Bob. Jim Bob Joe Green or something. Yeah. Um, Dude know how to coach a high school football game. Yeah, Havelot's been good for like the past 10 years. I feel like they're always whooping up on North Carolina. But, yeah, he was a he was a huge pickup. He's probably going to play that little tight end hybrid role. We're going to – that's what Robert and I like to do. He likes to put a tall – kind of guy in the slot and mismatch him up on linebackers that can't keep up with him. Kind of like Cedric Gray. Probably can't hold his shot strap. So we'll see about that. Yeah, shot strap, for sure. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I really I really kind of had to split it up in two because I'm really excited about Kevin Concepcion as well. He's a Charlotte native, which is where I am right now. Um and he is so lightning quick. Like, I've watched film on him from high school and in spring and fall camp, and he is absolutely so fast, and I would not be surprised if he makes his way on the field this year, either kick returning or running, lining up in the slot. So we'll see. But, yeah, um, y'all can take it over. How about you give me one each? Give me a good freshman, man. Who are you most excited about? Uh... The only true freshman, actually, I bet I don't see. I don't see a true freshman really playing that much this year. No, we'll have we'll have a true freshman getting significant, not significant, but he'll be playing a good bit. Um, by the name of Amari Campbell. This kid is a North Carolina kid. Um, I'll pull up. Let's see his recruiting page, but more than anything, he he's. That what they said is he's done incredibly well to be a true freshman. He's playing mm-hmm. the linebacker position, but more than anything, he's going to play because we are very short in depth at the linebacker position. So he's the third guy. You know, Power and Set are going to play every snap they can. But if one gets hurt, if one gets too tired, like he's he's going to be the guy that steps in. Um, for say or per se, Sed gets. Sed gets tired, Power will move over to Sed's spot, Amari Campbell will come in for Power, and then Power, or Amari will be Power's um, backup. Uh, I mean, the kid, Dutton, honestly, not super impressive. He's six foot tall, 230 pounds, was a three-star recruit. But, I mean, as you know, it's one of those guys that maybe it's a diamond in the rough. He's just, he's turned heads at camp, and he's ever, even overtaken some sophomores and juniors um, for that spot. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And then obviously we don't really know anything about him until he gets on the field and play some snaps, but he's definitely going to get some snaps. Even probably will play a few snaps in the South Carolina game, but we shall see what he, he turns out to be, but it's fun. It's promising for a true freshman to gain snaps. Um, you got anybody else, AJ? 
not a whole lot. I kind of want to talk about a red shirt freshman, but yeah, I you go with them. That's what's gonna be mine. Both. I, feel, I feel like y'all uh, brought back a lot on defense, or either transferred or come in, taking those starting roles. So it's not like a lot of freshmen come in and make an immediate impact. Yeah, you were gonna say Baxton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely someone to watch, especially because we need someone to develop on the D line. Good dude. I mean, he's huge. I would. I was gonna say my redshirt freshman was gonna be Zach. I just want to see the dude play. But from what I've heard, he's just a little slow. Kind of feet are in the mud, but. He's massive. He was wasn't he a five star recruit? Am I yeah, wrong? He was a five star. He's uh yeah. He hasn't turned the corner yet. It's hard to play as an O lineman when you're so young. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I get it, but the dude is massive. He's like six five, like three twenty probably. I would love to see him play, get some time. Um, and you know with all the question marks on the O line, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But that's some guy I've been watching. Uh. Is he tackling? Definitely hope to see him. Well, he he's struggled at tackle, so I think they've moved him into to the guard position. But yeah, he's playing guard right now. Yeah. So, but we'll see what happens with that. All right. Well, enough of our freshmen. We'll roll into depth chart, position breakdowns. Um, we've kind of done a little bit of that throughout the podcast, but we'll. Uh, We'll just run through run through our depth chart and what we're confident in, um, what we're not confident in, and then the position breakdowns. We'll just go by room. Um go uh we can we can start on this one, I reckon. Um so depth chart wise, go into obviously the what everybody knows already, quarterback room is leaded up by Drake May. Um, he is him, Heisman hopeful. Don't really have to say much on him other than our entire season rides on his health. Yeah, I was about to say. Stay healthy. healthy. We're <laughs> good. I don't think he got hurt last year, did he? No, he never got hurt last year as many dumb runs as he did, but – We'll see. So that's that's a huge. We don't have a viable. We have a backup that will be able to, you know, move the ball, but it's not going to be anything like Drake May. So that's the breakdown in the position room. It's Drake May and a guy named Connor Harrell. So uh, running back room. That's a super super um, exciting room, but we still have no clue. Most jam most jam packed room, I'd say. It's jam-packed, and it's sad because I want all of them to play, but there will be yeah. some transfers after this year, I'm sure. Um, if My intuition is British Brooks is going to walk out to be our starting running back against South Carolina, being a six-year guy. Um, Amarion Hampton will be our second guy in that game. What the um, heck Elijah Green? I thought he was your starter. He got, uh, more, he got more carries, that's for sure. Eliza Green would be number three for me. Um, but I think you go into a hostile environment in Charlotte, game days there. You go with the guy that has been through it all, was a walk-on, showed a ton of promise at the end of the 20, 
well, that be 2021 season. Um, he's well, a stud, well. absolutely jacked. Um, and from what I've heard, reliable source of Brian Anderson is the, all everybody's saying he's just seeing the holes. He's just his vision is there right now, and he's having a great camp. Um, but we have just so much damn talent in that room; it's ridiculous. Everyone forgets about George Petaway, just a quick twitchy guy. I hate to see him go, but I don't know where we're going well, to play. Uh, this recent, recent reports have they've moved George Petaway, who was a high four-star guy coming out of high school. Everybody was excited about. They've moved him to start playing a lot of, or they've moved some packages around where he's going to be playing slot. So they're going to get him on the field. They're just going to have to get creative with it. Um, but that's yeah. good to see the coaching staff realizing they got a really talented guy. They got to get him on the field. Yeah. Um, moving on to wide receivers. Probably, probably our best room tight end and receivers are going to be our best position room. Um, we've got Tez, who we've talked about Nate McCollum. They're proven, proven guys that have been killing it in camp. Then we've got four returners that have played, three returners that have played significant snaps, and then a true sophomore who was very highly recruited in Andre Green. Um, our, love to see him get some serious snaps. Our top three is going to be Tez, McCollum, Kobe Pesor, and then we've got J.J. Jones, JJ Jones. Um, Gavin Blackwell and Andre Green to fill those spots. We're going to be, you know, we're a fast-paced offense. We're going to be rotating those guys in and out. Um, and I love, love to quote that I, a guy um, inside Carolina, if Clemson were able to trade their top six receivers for our top six receivers, they'd do it in a heartbeat. Um, that's kind of just reflecting on the fact that we have the top, if not – Top tier, if not the number one receiving room in the ACC. Um, obviously, we we'll see that. Um, and then on to our O line. That is my least confident position group in our entire on our entire well, team as well. Um, I don't. That's just not nothing great has been said. We've got a ton of returners. Um. They have lots of starts under their belts. We've got four out of five returning guys, but they just haven't meshed, apparently. Um, we'll see how that trends the season. We've got, we've got the guys, and we've got the starts. It's just more about meshing. Um, and who knows? They're only going up against our D-line right now, so maybe our D-line's improved so much that our O-line isn't as bad as they've been saying. But that's going to be a position to look out for. Um, AJ, I'll let you take over defense. Why don't I do yeah. it? Uh, yeah, go ahead, Tom. All right, obviously we got the ginger at quarterback, Brendan Armstrong, behind him. We got MJ Morris, who was an absolute stud last year. Some people, actually a lot of people, wanted him to start this year. Um, but Brendan beat him out in spring, and we've been uh, behind Brendan the rest of the way. Um. After that, we got a freshman, Let's Thomas. He probably won't see the field this year. But on the uh, running back side of things, this was close to being my least confident group out of the on the offensive side. Um, we got a senior coming back, Jordan Houston. He is tiny, but he's also strong as can be. Like his arms this year, 
um, have developed so much. And he used to have paddle kind of like your arms after doing 100 push-ups a day. Yeah, man. I'm at 80 <laughs> right now. I do 20 after you hop off the pod. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wish I looked like Jordan Houston. But, yeah, he's our senior. He's going to be coming in, leading off the pack for uh, – and our running back group, and we also got a local kid. We're all I'm from uh, Little Washington, along with Pat, and Michael Allen is from Rose. Just want to give him a little shout out. Um, two five, two five two. He's going to be our uh, backup, and I'm really excited about him. You, I will talk about him later when we get in the podcast a little bit. But yes, yeah, so we got him at running back. Um, that's our two deep. And then we're going to jump to wide receivers, which is actually my least confident group. Um, we got Keon Lassane. He's a senior. He's been there for a while. He knows what he's doing. Um, he actually just got voted captain this week, which I was pretty surprised about. So all accounts uh, show that he's really creating separation during uh, fall camp. Um, and he's going to be probably Brendan Armstrong's number one target. So we'll look forward to seeing that. And then we got. Terrell Timmons starting at our Z wide receiver. He caught a touchdown against y'all, skinny, skinny boy. Um, but he actually has a lot of jump ball uh, talent, I'd like to say. And then after him, we have Julian Gray. He returns our punts. He's probably the fastest guy on the team. He really knows how to create separation as well. And then in the slot, we've got uh, Porter Rooks. He's been in the program for a little while, just really hasn't developed as well as we thought he would. Um, he's, he's made some big catches in some big spots, though. So I'm excited to see what he does this year in a starting role because he's been behind Thayer Thomas the past couple of years. Um, and then we'll talk about offensive line a little bit. We have only three returning starters this year, which is a little bit surprising. We lost two to the NFL and uh, one to transfer. So we got Timothy McKay at right tackle, Derek Easton right guard. Um, they've been in the program for a long time. Timothy, Timothy McKay started last year. He's a really big guy. I'm excited to see what he does this year. And then we got my uh, my mullet guy, Dawson Jaramillo. He's going to be our left guard, and I'm excited to see what he does because he really never got to shine at Oregon. He played uh, spot snaps every once in a while, but we're excited to see what he does. And then to line up the uh, offensive line, we got Anthony Belton, who is a redshirt junior, and he is huge. I've actually been hearing a lot of uh, NFL talk on him early. I know he needs to work on his feet a little bit. He gets beat by uh, those quicker defensive ends, but I'm excited to see him develop this year. And then last but not least, we have our graduate tight end, Trent Pennis, which I think y'all are going to hear his name a lot this year because all the news I've been hearing through fall camp is that Robert and I likes to put him in the backfield. He puts him in the slot. He likes to do a lot of different things with him because he's going to be our uh, special weapon, to say, kind of like Jalen Samuels a couple of years ago. But, yeah, that kind of rounds up. What was the guy at UVA's name that played that role for him? You remember? I remember at Syracuse, it was uh, Gatston was his last name. Um, at Virginia, I looked it up earlier. It was uh, Williams was his last name, I believe. Uh, they had like I think it was number eighty-eight, but he would play running yeah. back receiver yeah. and tight end for him. 
Yeah, so like, that's that's what makes the difference with us. Um, I was literally watching film on him the other day. But I don't remember. I know what you're talking. About. He's in the NFL now. Yeah, he was a beast. Dude but... was a freaking menace on the field. Yeah, I think you never that's knew when he was going to get the ball and how. Yeah, I think that's going to be what uh, Trent Pence is going to do for us this year. I'm really excited to see him. And uh, yeah, so that's the offense on our side. Um, Pat, you want to go into defense a little bit? Sure. I'll let uh, AJ take it since I took the offense. There you go. Yeah. All right. So hopefully our defense improves. Uh, we gave up about 31 points a game last year, which just isn't going to come. Let's start with a defensive line. What do you say? That's really bad. It's obviously where we need to improve if we want to be, you know, back in the ACC championship this year, battling for a great bowl game. Um, Defensive line, it's a shame. We've got some really experienced guys. I hope they come through this year. You know, Des Evans on the Desmond Evans on the on the edge. Miles Murphy, uh, Tamari Fox is back. Um, you really hope to see something out of Travis Shaw this year. Um, the dude is a big dude. I mean, three forty six, almost six six. Um, definitely hope that we can get towards the quarterback this year. Uh, we were third in the whole FBS last year in sacks bottom of the ACC had had two sacks in our last four games we lost all four of those (laughs) um one to which the boys in red (laughs) thanks Sal. um moving on to our linebacker position that's probably my most confident group um you just know what you're going to get with Cedric and Pat um Cedric preseason All American. He's going to be leading the offense, essentially the quarterback, or leading the defense, essentially the quarterback of the defense. I know what I'm going to get with those guys. I'll ride for them every day of the week. Um, yep. Excited about the those guys leading that that group. And quickly moving on, to, we talked about you know the secondary, the problems we've had there, just getting lost in coverages. I mean, the amount of blown coverages we had last year was unimaginable um and people always say you know this year we just got a whole new group coming in and you know that's not entirely true we've we've got guys like deandre boykins hurt right now but we'll be back legend cabasos will be back hurt right now um you know they're experienced guys marcus allen started a lot of games last year he's gonna hopefully take a big jump i i think we have the defense to put it all together. Um, I hope Gene Chizik draws up good schemes this year. I hope we can get at the quarterback. Um, that will, you know, getting at the quarterback will hopefully make the secondary's job easier. Um, those are just some of my hopefuls for those groups. Um, we'll have to see week one. It's going to be a test going up against Spencer Rattler. That's for sure. Yeah, I will uh, piggyback on that. The yeah, least confident group, pretty simple. DBs, most confident linebackers. Most intriguing to me is our D-line because of all the talent and how terrible they were last year. Yeah. Um, but from what I've heard, what Gene Shizik has been saying in his press conferences is that everybody just has a much better understanding of what they're trying to do being second year in. 
um, you know, first year coach, you kind of, it, it's a lot to take in from that. That's what I would imagine. It would be a lot to take in just learning in a completely new defense. So hopefully under second year guy, um, a lot of the same guys returning, they have sure. a better understanding of what he's trying to get done. Um, but from there, we'll go into some sleeper breakout players. We'll do, we'll do I'm, two. I'm run through defense real quick. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go through I'm, defense. I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to quit. We got seven out of eleven returners, so there's not much you need to know. Um, leading off the defense, we have Dalvin Van. He is going to be a absolute unit. I think he got to Drake May twice last year, actually. Um, little side note. But after him, we got the nose tackle, CJ Clark. It's a really important position. We played a three three five. So the nose tackle basically has to take up two blockers every down. Um, so he's in there creating a havoc on the offensive line so our linebackers can kind of move around freely. Um, and then we got Savion Jackson. He was hurt last year, but I'm really, really excited to see what he does this year. Um, he's a senior. He's been around the program for a while. He knows how to get to the quarterback for sure. And then we'll go right into the linebackers. Um, Peyton Wilson, future All-American, if I had to say. Maybe with C.J. Gray, we'll see. Um, not preseason All-American, though. Not in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peyton Wilson is an absolute dog. He has been around the program three years. He's led the team in tackles the past. He didn't lead the team in tackles last year, but the previous two years he was right there in the running. And then we got two new guys at linebacker, but they've been around the program for a while. Both juniors, Devon Betty. He's a little undersized for the position, but I'm still excited to see what he can do. Um, he's going to be at our middle linebacker slot um, where Isaiah Moore played last year, and he gets a lot of freedom to just read the uh, play from the line of scrimmage kind of and uh, see what's going to happen and make an instinct call. So I'm excited to see what he does this year. And then we got Jalen Scott. He's a senior. And I'm also really excited about Caden Fordham. I know y'all probably haven't heard of him yet, but he's from Florida. And he is a redshirt freshman. And he, he has been get, generating a lot of buzz. I heard he's been pushing Jalen Scott for that um, Sam linebacker role. So we'll see if he can make a impact this year. And then we got Aiden White. He actually is a preseason All-American. Y'all can flat fact check me on that but he is definitely going to be looking to get a lot of interceptions and uh he had a great year last year he actually had a pit sit against virginia tech that was huge for us um and then uh strong safety we got devin boykin he's been around the program for a while really big safety i'm excited he can hit the heck out of a, out of a runner so we'll see what he can do then Jakeen Harris is our free safety. Uh, he's also a senior. He didn't start last year, but he played a lot of minutes. Um, he's a little undersized for the position, but he kind of plays that Tanner Ingle role that we had last year to come up and hit the running back with a lot of force. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And then Shaheen Battle, he was there last year. He's very solid cornerback, doesn't really make a lot of mistakes, can lock in on the receiver and not let him go. So we'll see how that's goes and then to line out the defense at nickelback we got robert kennedy um 
who is that transfer from Old Dominion? Poogie. Poogie. As y'all like to say. Poogie. Poogie, Poogie. Poogie is going to be creating havoc on y'all slot ride receiver, and I cannot wait to see it. All right, Pat, let's take Poogie. it away. Uh, whatever Poogie else. White was a uh, preseason all ACC. Big difference, all but ACC. continue. AJ, um, you can go into your sleeper breakout players. Let's do one. I would like to – I can do offense. You can do defense if you have one in mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, talked about him earlier. I hope Travis Shaw is that breakout player for us. I I think he's got the skill set. He's got the size. Um, is this offense? This is, a, this is defense. Uh, right. He'll be on our defensive line. Uh, he just didn't get at the quarterback enough last year, but – I think he can. He's poised for a big year. Um, I think he knows what he has to do. I think the whole defensive line knows what he has, what they have to do this year. Um, you know, being third in the in the FBS and sacks is not something to be proud of. So he's my sleeper breakout pick on that side of the ball. I could say something about Elijah Husley too, but I think I think he's a star in the making. Um, I want. I don't think he's really going to be a sleeper for us this year. So, but Pat, you can go into offense sleeper if you'd like. Uh, yeah. So, my sleeper pick on the offense is going to be British Brooks, just because I feel like nobody's thinking about him and him being a walk on. Yeah. Um, hold on. A lot of people forget after a year. Yeah, so I don't think anybody really has him on our radar and just him being that walk-on. Um, the walk-on guy, people are just, you know, like, oh, he's a walk-on, like, oh, congrats, he won a scholarship. But the guy can really play. And I think he's going to be our lead back coming out of a room with high four-star guys. Um, but him being a six-year, he's got the experience, he's got the speed, he's got the power. He's a true specimen, so I think he's going to end up winning the job. Um, he's going to split snaps definitely with one of the guys just because we have so many. Um, we have to, and that's just the way of college football now and NFL, but I think he's going to have a fantastic season. I'm excited. I'm excited for him and Marion and Elijah Green, whoever gets the nod there. I think British is going to, it's going to be our guy. Yeah, I'll go ahead and jump into my breakout players. Um, I mentioned him earlier, a little home cat, hometown kid, Michael Allen. He's in, he's in our two deep right now, but I would not be surprised if he is a start and running back by the time halfway through the year. Um, he's uh, showed great flashes last year, and I he can really break a tackle and create extra yards when it doesn't look like it's possible. So I'm excited to see him. He's really kind of a big kid. And he also is great in the backfield blocking. That's why I think he's going to get extra reps out there. Because our starter on that end is a little bit smaller than him and not that good in pass protection. So I think Michael Allen's my breakout player on the offensive side. And on the defensive side, I named him earlier, Caden Fordham, linebacker out of Florida. He is a redshirt freshman, and all I've heard about him is that he is pushing our graduates um, for minutes this year. So we'll see what happens there. Um, he's going to be playing that Will linebacker role, so I'm excited to see what he can do. He's uh, he's really good at 
making people miss, I'd say. He can really get to the quarterback. I remember when we recruited him out of high school, saw a lot of film of him of just getting through uh, getting through that offensive tackle and making a play. So I'm excited to see what he can do for sure. Um, all right, well, we'll move on to what we will have to stamp and we'll have to uh, we'll have to make sure everybody remembers this part. Um, we'll do our season outlook. We're gonna do our ceiling and our floor for each team. Why is um, it cracking up real right now? <laughs> got, some, got some shit to say, bud. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Not this um, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll do. Let's do our ceiling and floor. Um, tap. I'll let you start. Start it out, just because I'm super interested to see what you have to say. Are we? Are we running through? All the games, or are we going? No, to... We're just going to so do just ceiling. give just give we're your ceiling, do... give your floor, ceiling floor, and then we'll do um a hot take bowl prediction for the season. Ceiling and floor, my ceiling is going to be ten and two, first ten win season since two thousand and two under Philip Rivers. So and also would be the second ten win season in the history of North Carolina State football. Yep, <laughs> history, <laughs> history. History. Answer Pretty me. hilarious fact. You can be a part of it, Pat. Oh, I'm going to be a part of it, kid. <laughs> um, so that's my ceiling, obviously. We have some pretty hard opponents on the schedule. We got Clemson, Notre Dame, Wake, and Duke. Not going to put the boys in blue in there. Um, but our my floor is going to be seven and five. I think we're I think the over-under on our wins this year is six and a half, which is way, way, way too low. So if you have not already bet that, go ahead and bet that. Um, so, yeah, my, my – It's way, way too low. So it's way too low. My ceiling's 10 and 2. My floor is 7 and 5. What about y'all? You got AJ. It's funny. Mine is the exact same. Ceiling 10 and 2, floor 7 and 5. I think we're going to have some tough games. I think some of the road games are going to be hard for us. I really, really hope we pull through in Charlotte September 2nd. I'm nervous with the early coaching staff, um, specifically OC. I just hope they find it clicking now before the third game of the season. Um, Clemson's going to be tough at Clemson. Um, you know, there's the last three games of the season are going to be hard for us. You know, Dukes, apparently their quarterback is one of the best in ACC, Clemson away, and then got to go down the road to Raleigh, NC State Super Bowl game. Um, <laughs> back half season is going to be hard. I think I'd say Pitt on the road is going to be hard playing a Big Ten opponent. In Minnesota is going to be tough. Um, is that game at home? Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, that's big. It is. Yeah, that's big. Um, but still going to be tough. Um, I really hope our defense doesn't doesn't falter, and I hope our I hope our O line can protect great. And you know, I think if we put some stuff together, we can be a ten and two team. Um, but if not. 
You know, I say our four seven and five. If we break down in defense still and we can't figure it out, and our O line is is struggling, we're gonna lose some close games. I mean, we won a lot of close games last year, and we could have definitely been on the other side. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. And it starts September second in Charlotte. I'm excited. I'll be there. Well, I'll be there. Why are you gonna be there, Doug? <laughs> College football fan, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be wearing burgundy. Don't worry. Yeah, no, you won't. You're sitting with me, so that's not happening. Um, my ceiling and floor in Drake Mayry trust. I've got us at eleven and one as our wow. ceiling, and our floor. And of course, this is if with Drake May healthy, because that is going to be the entirety of our season. If we can keep him healthy, floor is at eight and four. We win those games with Drake May, and that's going to – my uh, ceiling and floors will take me right into my bold predictions and why I think our 11-1 is our ceiling. I think our D-line, hot take prediction, put me on the record right now. That's fine. D-line becomes top four in the ACC this season, and our defense as a whole takes a huge step in the right direction and is a top six defense in the ACC this season. Wow. Wait, hold on. Quick question. Y'all think I like it. What record do you think has to happen to make it to the ACC championship? You think it's ten and two? You think it's one loss season? What do y'all think? I probably good. Eleven ten, and ten and two is gonna get you right there. Eleven and one is gonna get you. Two. Four. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right, that doesn't matter. I mean we don't even play Florida State this year. We don't which, either. Oh wow! I thought y'all did. Um, I, I think, think it's gonna come down to the Clemson game, us versus Clemson. And it'll us be versus... interesting for sure. Dude, y'all got uh, we got Clemson at home. Y'all got Clemson on the road. It's a big old difference. Yep, I'm walking into Death Valley, me against the fucking world. Dude, I Are you thought... going? Oh yeah. Dude, That's I want to go to I want to go to Virginia Tech this year. I know y'all did that. What was it two years ago? And it was a little a bit of a heartbreak, but was it awesome? No, it was probably one of the worst days of my life. Why? Because Blackbird, Blacksburg sucked, or Blacksburg yes, sucked. one screw that town. That town has nothing to offer. It's not a great town. It was Inner Sandman not sick? Yes, it was very yeah. cool, but it's only it was pretty cool. Five minutes, three minutes of the game. Yeah, I can do my uh, hot take real quick if you want. Yeah, yeah, give your hot take. Well, I kind of did a little spoiler earlier. I said uh, I think NC State's going to win 10 games this year for the first time since 2002, and obviously Patrick pointed it out. I was not going to uh, say that. Second time in school history. Um, another little side, another little side note, I think Brendan Armstrong is going to return to his normal self from 2021, and he is going to throw for over – 4,000 passing yards, which is my uh, hot take, and we shall see if that happens. He'll probably beat out Drake Mayer in that role, so we'll see. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and make notes um, of everybody's hot take just because that's hilarious. <laughs> I, th- I think I think y'all being top six in the ACC is hilarious. Oh, yeah. I mean, Maybe, you, know who's been, you know who's been number one the past two years? The NC State Wolfpack. 
we'll uh we'll keep notes and then look back on it and see how dumb we are or how smart we are. Hey, make make mine thirty seven fifty, not four thousand. Four thousand is a little ridiculous. And <laughs> <laughs> win season and what? Thirty seven fifty passing yards. I, I'm also I'm also thinking that we're gonna be slinging the ball a lot. We don't really have a freaking running game, so I think he's gonna probably throw for like I'd say thirty TDs and fifteen interceptions if I had to guess, which I know is not good. But I think we're gonna be slinging the ball and taking chances, so we'll see. Sure, my my hot take: Drake May wins the Heisman, and we lead the ACC in sacks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude, Drake made a win to Heisman. You'll have to be in the college football playoff. You know that, right? Not true. Not necessarily right. true. When was the last time a Heisman winner was not in the championship? I mean, I, honestly, honestly, not even uh, Drake made winning no, the Heisman. Not even Lamar that much. Jackson. Also, Caleb Williams wasn't even in the playoffs last year either. So that was just a stupid comment from that. Yeah. And also, that's not even the biggest hot take of them all. I mean, Drake made a win the Heisman. He's literally, what yeah, is he? Second best fourth? odds. He got the fourth best odds. Second. Devin Leary last second. year was fifth, and look where it, he ended up. And lead ACC in sacks. I guess, AJ, we're on the uh, we're on the same page with our D-line. Um, really taking a step, that's for sure. Yeah, bottom to the top. <laughs> Um, all right, well, that is going to wrap up the first episode, fellas. It was a pleasure. Um, we'll be doing this weekly. Uh, we'll be back after we see what our teams do week one. UNC favorites by three, NC State favorites by 16 and a half. Is that correct? It was 16 and a half. I'm pretty sure I saw y'all's flip too. I thought South Carolina was favored now. I haven't looked in a while. No, we're favored by three points on FanDuel, I believe. Jeez. Well, NC State opened at 16 and a half, and it's going all the way down to 15. So I'm just going to put this out there again. If you have not bet that already, go ahead and hammer it. I'll do UConn Thriller Thursday night. Thursday night, prime time. I'm so excited to watch it. And guess what? Now you all have to watch it too. Yeah. That's right. Well, follow us along throughout the year as – we are forced to watch each other's teams and then come on and talk about it. It could get feisty. Hey, should we give a little bit should of a sneak peek on a, one of our segments? Or should we save that till next week? Uh, if, you've, if you've lasted... No, <laughs> okay. If you've lasted long enough, we'll be doing Who Shit the Bed segments at, at the end of every podcast. Yeah. Um, no further explanation. Yep. All right, fellas. It was a pleasure. Um, See you next week. Yep. Peace.